Hello, welcome to Rome Business Radio. I'm Roger Manus, coming to you from our studios at the Rome News Tribune in downtown Rome, Georgia. And we are joined today by Charlie Williams, actually an old friend of mine from high school days back here in Rome. How are you, Charlie? Great to be with you, Roger. So good to see you. Thanks. Thanks for coming by. Um, Charlie, you are at Charles Williams Real Estate Investment Corporation which is a mouthful, Charles Williams Real Estate Investment Corporation. Um, and what we're here to do, just so you can kind of figure it out as, as we go along here with our listeners, is we're here to celebrate the Rome business community. Mm. That's what Rome Business Radio is about. That's what the Business Radio X brand is about, to let people tell their stories, share their stories. And part of your story at Charles Williams Real Estate Investment Corporation is being Best of Rome honoree in a variety of categories. So I, I, you're talking, we're talking about apartments. We're talking about uh, memory care for seniors. So uh, first of all, congratulations on the Best of Rome. If you could tell me again what you won for, because we just talked about it pre-show and I've already forgotten. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so River Point Apartments won Best of uh, Apartment Communities. Right. And then another one of our properties, Eastland Court, won runner-up. And then Winthrop Court won runner-up for assisted living category. So you're just like prolific. No, uh, best I of Rome. Say, no, no, no. You guys just We dominate. had a great year, Roger. We <laughs> you, just had a good year. You dominate. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about, let's just kind of back up um, and just tell me about your business. Um, 51 years in business now as a, as a family thing started by your father, correct? Just, correct. Just give me the, give me the family background of the business background. Yeah, my father, um, I would describe him as a, a self-made entrepreneur, uh, returned to Rome from the University of Georgia, where he was a cheerleader. And our claim to fame was a cheerleader with Nancy Butts, Coach Wiley Butts' uh, daughter. And uh, he cheered with Fran Tarkington, was playing ball in the famous play where he drew up the play in the dirt against Auburn to win the SEC championship. Right. That sent him to uh, the Orange Bowl against Missouri, which they won. So, uh, yeah, Dad came back to Rome, um, founded our company in 1968 and really at that point in time had joint ventured with some other people uh, an engineer a cpa and they were blowing and going as as the expression goes they were doing apartments hotels Uh, he had done a nursing home early on so if you think back to um, the georgian and old salem Apartments mm-hmm. off of now the bypass in West Rome. Mm-hmm. That was a really big project at the time, probably 180 units. Uh, he developed that. Uh, and then one that we still uh, own and operate on Chateau Drive called Arbor Terrace would have been another one. He uh, The nursing home that's next to um, Georgian and Old Salem today, he developed. It was a 100-bed nursing home. And then along with that, he um, – did a lot of multifamily, a lot of affordable housing, Section 8, if you're familiar with HUD, right. Section 8 properties, uh, farmer's home properties, and and that really catapulted him into a lot of other things. He just loved business. And I came to work with him in 1986. He graduated from University of Georgia. And uh, really the, one of the best decisions other than marrying my wife I ever ever made him in, in in my life really he he was a a wonderful man a great mentor he uh unfortunately passed at a young age he was 65 and uh, had had brain cancer oh, sorry. and um so really kind of a backstory there of, of how I came in and how he involved me in the company and challenged me early on 
made me president of the company at 30 years old. So wow. I was pretty young. But then only five years later, he would get sick. Okay. So it really prepared me as much as I could to uh, try to take the reins of the company. And um, at that point in time, um, really focused on partnering with my brother, Gardner, who you may not have known at Darlington. He's about 10 years our junior, but he has been a blessing to me as my dad was to me and been a great partner. And we worked together uh, now for 20 years. It was the anniversary of my dad's passing. So we've been able to do a lot together uh, over and above managing a lot of uh, the portfolio that our dad had developed uh, early on. So you were born into it in that you were always around it. You saw your dad as this role model example in this type of business. Um, you get out of college, you come back home, and it just was a natural fit all along. So not only was he a mentor, but he was also um, – it was just kind of something you were born to do, you feel like? Yeah. You know, when I was very young, a young teenager, Sunday afternoons would be about uh, watching the Falcons play and, <laughs> and chatting about real estate syndication. You know, during during timeouts, it was it was really uh, cool uh, for me to have learned from him and, and learned concepts at a very uh, young age that you just wouldn't otherwise get. Right? I mean, right. he he, uh, he was just wonderful to challenge me in that way and and to groom me, frankly. But he never told me, you know, I want you to come back and work with me when you graduate. So he he didn't ever leave that dangling. <clears throat> And there was always a work ethic that I think he wanted to see develop in me. And uh, that was a part of the challenge and the hurdles that he put in front of me from a young age, uh, really all the way through. My dad and I would watch Falcons football, and I'm sure he probably talk, tried to talk to me about the trucking industry. <laughs> but it didn't take. <laughs> Unlike your situation with the real estate, with you it took. Well, you both did well. Right? <laughs> I went off on my, my own tangent. So – uh, taking over at 30, working side-by-side side with him for, for years, and then unfortunately you lose him. Well, what kind of personal burden was that at that age, not only to have lost your father, but to to have the, the company as well that had all of these properties to, that needed taken care of? Well, that's a that's a very personal question. I'm, I'm glad to answer it. Um, you know, really, it's, it's spiritual. You know, if, if, if that young age, if you don't have a, a strong spiritual foundation, it would have, for me, been very difficult. So I would, I'm thankful for my faith. I'm, I'm thankful for my parents and um, thankful for the Lord that just allowed me to be mature in my faith at that point, because that's what it took in order for me to, to journey ahead. Uh, there was a lot to do. There were a lot of um, real estate that my father uh, was involved in, frankly, that uh, was difficult to manage because it was so diversified. I mean, everything from childcare <clears throat> to convenience stores to home health care agencies. I mean, you name it, he was cradled to grave. And that really did not, at that point in time, uh, conform to my talents and strengths, I felt like. So uh, we decided to liquidate a lot of those holdings, and really focus and concentrate on multifamily and senior living. And thankfully, that's benefited us and been a blessing that we've we've stayed in that space and tried to make that our, our expertise. Well, you mentioned senior living. Uh, let's talk about the Winthrop Memory Care. Um, 
recently opened? Yeah, just has opened about uh, two or three weeks ago, and um, it's going well. We're this is located on 411? 411. So really, it's under the roof of what has traditionally been known as Winthrop Court. And kind of take a minute to uh, talk about the difference between Winthrop Manor and Winthrop Court. Okay. A lot of people in Rome have a misunderstanding about what is Winthrop Manor. It's a 100-bed nursing home. Okay. But they confuse that with Winthrop Court. A lot of the perception is that it's all nursing. Home. Okay. So categorically, they're very different. Uh, you have a 100-bed nursing home behind us that's still called Winthrop Manor, but we don't own it. We don't operate it. At one point in time, we did own it, and it sold to a holding company out of Macon uh, now probably five years ago. They have intentions to rehab that property. It hasn't happened yet, and they're going to rebrand the name when that happens. Okay. Um, they have an excellent reputation in the marketplace, a very good operator. Um, Winthrop Court, on the other hand, is um, specifically a personal care home. So you get into the categories is recognized by the state of nursing home, nursing facility, um, a personal care home, and assisted living. And I won't go down that path with you unless you wanted me to, but they're all, they're different from a state standpoint and how they're operated. Right. Is there, is there uh, like a one sentence differential between each? (laughs) It's probably not. (laughs) I'm pretty cut to the point. So skilled nursing is just that. Okay. You would have highly skilled nursing and the setup of a nursing home from fire code standpoint and a ratio of caregivers uh, having to be on site would be different from assisted living, which would be a step down. Those usually, that was just, that category was just approved by the Georgia legislature probably within 10 years ago. So most of those communities would be newly constructed and from a fire code standpoint, be theoretically safer with maybe a little higher level staffing ratio. Okay. Personal care falls next into line. Okay. So your, your Winthrop is the personal care. We are a personal care. That's okay. how we're licensed, but we've just added this memory care component. Okay. And it was designed under the uh, realm of assisted living from a fire code standpoint. So it's, it's it was currently under all the current state and local fire code requirements, very safe, very well designed. It's if you walked in it looks brand new. Well, I noticed from your website one of the things that you in just price comparison because everything is business is that your your facility includes in its monthly payment, things like there's meals and and what would be a rental payment, things like that, correct? That the hidden cost elsewhere, but not at your facility. Yeah, great question and a good opportunity to clarify. So at Winthrop Memory Care, mm-hmm. that would be intended for people who have some memory care issues. It could be dementia. It could be under the umbrella of dementia with a lot of different things that impair our memories. And this is specifically designed for people to come into a space like that that is more controlled. It's smaller. They get three meals a day. They get uh, a very much higher staffing ratio and a lot of individual attention with activities, socialization, a courtyard. It's real beautiful outside. And all of this is, is contained in a secure environment with doors that are secured just for their safety because many times people that have dementia – um, have wandering 
and they can't remember where they are. And you'd be familiar with that. You've read about it. Sure. So it keeps them safe and uh, it, a very uh, caring community. I mean, people who are really called to care well and to serve well are those who, who thankfully work for us. We've got great people. Uh, very, very thankful for that. As far as the cost goes, um, back to that, uh, your your housing, of course, your food, your care, it's all inclusive there at that community. Uh, and others aren't, which is... So, yeah, back to the comparison side of this is that if you stay at home and you're a loved one and your uh, spouse came down with a dementia-related um, illness, um, you're caring for that individual one-on-one. And a lot of times the person with dementia may uh, be doing okay in life and their quality of life. A lot of times they don't know that they're becoming more and more ill. Uh, For the caregiver, it's very difficult. So that's one reason a lot of people make the decision to go to a memory care community. But the cost of them staying in the home if they have to bring in help, if it wears out a spouse, they bring in nursing services, which are available here in our town, which is a good thing. but. It's very costly to have a nurse come into your home and to help cook and to help bathe and to help dress and to help do activities. So if you have a nurse coming in 24-7, Roger, it can get to be very expensive, like eight or $9,000 a month. Right. Um, so it's cost effective and the services are ultimately better and things like that. Exactly. Well, um, I want to back up a little bit a moment. You said you know, when your father... He'd gotten kind of gotten the portfolio of the of the business. Had gotten gotten very diverse, and then you made some decisions to, you know, divest of things here and there. But you focused on multifamily and senior living. Um, do you, is there personal fulfillment? I know I know you're a businessman and dollars and cents matter, but is there personal fulfillment in the senior living section of your business? Absolutely, and it really. I said it's a calling for the caregivers. It's a calling for the owners and the, and the ones that are operating these communities. And really, if you don't see it as a ministry and as a calling to serve with excellence, those that are most precious, you know, it's our grandmothers and our grandfathers, the great generation, um, you really shouldn't be in the space, in my opinion. Uh, so, yeah, it, it has very much uh, been a blessing uh, for us to be in that space uh, to be able to love on and, and to help to care for uh, now baby boomers and the greatest generation. Talk about some of your other properties. You're also in the, you mentioned family, so we're talking apartments. Uh, you had mentioned a couple of them. There's the luxury apartments that you mentioned, uh, the uh, out by the ballpark, River Point, uh, which won Best of Rome, as we discussed earlier. Uh, just talk about th- that as a project that people see when they go to the ballpark and they, you know, that's a very convenient location. Uh, how you got started, how you picked that spot, how it grew, and how you're doing now. <laughs> yeah, there there is an interesting story there. Um, I'll qualify first for you so you'll understand and how we see multifamily, and most people who understand that sector would say that apartments are really kind of graded on uh, a, a scale of A, B, C, or D. And um, not that a D-grade property is a bad property. It's just aged, right? And maybe has a lot of uh, some functional uh, you know, dysfunction uh, to it because of its age. 
And so it's uh, kind of like me. Exactly. <laughs> Both of us. Dysfunctional. <laughs> Aging dysfunctional. Yeah. So that stuff doesn't start working like yeah. it used to. <laughs> That's it. So uh, we had a proper, we have a, a diversified portfolio. So we have everything from A to D, right? And uh, we have the last property that we developed and run was called Eastland Court. It was the runner up for best apartment community. But it was over 10 years old, and we uh, had established a wait list there uh, within recent years and realized that the market was uh, becoming uh, demand-heavy. Okay. So we began to seek out potential locations, and uh, everybody in Rome seems to want to be either in or close to downtown. Um, from a residential standpoint, we know there had, there had been a lot of loft housing that had been successful. So we sat out to try to find a location as close to downtown as possible. Uh, a good friend of mine is Bob Ledbetter. Uh, Bob at the time had an option on the old duck pond where you and I probably grew up feeding the ducks over there. And we, we first, I went to Bob and said, hey, I like, I like your site. I, I think multifamily would work well there. And we looked at that, and unfortunately, it, it was not feasible to do it there because it required about 18 feet of fill dirt on about a six or seven acre site. So we we began to look elsewhere, and that's when I uh, thought about the property out off of the bypass next to the Brave Stadium that was owned by um, D. Yancey and, and Doc Kibler, and I... Um, Went visited with them, sat down, and uh, shared this vision with them and, and how we uh, had hoped to uh, finance it and get it done. And uh, that led to a process of uh, some creative financing, but also uh, us being able to get a TAD on that, on that site. Um, long story short, uh, we got it developed. It was built. It's leased up, and it's very healthy. The occupancy is very healthy. We have a waiting list there. So uh, it's it's so uh, demand is still high. <laughs> de- de- demand is still pretty high. We're beginning to see on our other property, Eastland Court, where we have some vacancies. So it's just the shift a little bit of of supply and demand. How, how many how many units uh, at those two, or uh, do you manage? Yeah. Well, we've yeah. got about a thousand units in our portfolio okay. at River Point, one hundred twenty four uh, mixed units would be ones, twos, and threes. And uh, Eastland Court, the same. We have one and two, three bedroom sized units. Um, uh, and we mentioned those two specifically, but you've got other uh, communities as well um, that you call affordable living, as opposed to the luxury branding. Yeah. So uh, back to the history of how my brother and I were raised, really in in the company and with with our dad's influence, is that we worked in and around HUD affordable housing properties when we were twelve years old. Mm-hmm. Um, from cutting grass to working on siding to clean up and punch and turn of units, you name it, we we pretty much did it. So that was a good introduction into understanding uh, government housing, affordable housing. And so when you look at our portfolio today, it consists of those type of properties, HUD Section 8 properties, um, a program that was called Farmers Home 515 program. It was an interest subsidy program. Uh, with the loan. So instead of it being a rent subsidy program like HUD Section 8, that was an interest subsidy 
And that okay. was a way the government made rents more affordable in rural areas. Okay. And then in the mid-'80s, after uh, President Reagan reformed our tax code, um, they what evolved from that was another affordable housing program called the tax credit program. And it's recognized by the IRS, and it is the – really the predominant affordable housing program that you see across our country today. It's really the only one left. So when you hear affordable housing, that's how it happens. It's via tax credits that get allocated by state agency and then developed as affordable housing. And so how many of those units are? We have developed, you remember the old Greystone Hotel? Oh, sure. That was really my first project, big project in 1993. We acquired that building, my dad did, in an auction actually with Sam Spector. With Garden Lakes Realty, and we ended up buying Mr. Specter out, and then uh, that was a quick uh, opportunity for us to go and get tax credits from Atlanta, from Department of Community Affairs. We won an award, and we syndicated that deal with a company out of, of Boston called Boston Capital, and it allowed us at the time to have about three million dollars to rehab that whole building. And fast forward twenty years later, I sold it to a nonprofit in the last two years that has re- rehabbed it again with about $8 million of tax credits. Okay. So that's just the, the history there of, the, of that one particular building. Well, it's quick history. It, it's, it is interesting. Um, I want to kind of dive into small town USA here a minute, Rome, Georgia, because um, you were born and raised here and you've, you've built your career here and just talk about the relationships in town that have, you know, there seems to be a nurturing business environment. It, it is relationship. You know this person because you went to high school with this person. Or, but, but as a business community, uh, just talk about your perspective of it over the years. Yeah, a lot of the people that you and I grew up with um, have returned to Rome. Some, uh, mostly probably family businesses. And uh, I had mentioned earlier Bob Ledbetter. Right. The Ledbetter um, Properties Group uh, joint ventured with us on River Point actually. Mm-hmm. So that was a collaboration between us two. Wright Ledbetter specifically had a lot of great knowledge and experience in doing TAD, a tax allocation district um, request. And uh, he helped us with River Point. And it really, if it hadn't been for that, that project really would have never happened. And so, um, you know, that, that was a neat collaboration between our two companies. They're focused on retail. We're focused on multifamily. Uh, we've been able to participate in one of their retail deals lately. So that's, that's been exciting for us. So um, what's interesting is there are, of course, there's competition, but there's also collaboration. Um, it's, it's just a, it's a good community. It's a good business environment. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, yeah. What, what would you say to somebody that wants to coming out of college <laughs> that, that sees you and say, I'd like to chart my life path like that. Um, what advice would you give to the, to the young person that says, Hey, real estate investment, that sounds good. Uh, I have a, I have an interest in that. What, what, what is the advice from Charlie Williams? Well, first of all, we have a great community and I'm very proud of it and thankful for it. And, um, you know, thankful for my roots here, uh, thankful for the education we received at, at Darlington. And, um, we have a great church community here. I mean, Rome has an incredible uh, quality of life aspect to it. So when you think about um, coming to a place where you could raise a family and you have good options with school systems, uh, you have a great quality of life, 
There's a, a lot to do here recreationally. Uh, we have th- uh, three great colleges, you know, so it, it is special. And, um, and I think Rome's interesting in that it's been able to kind of stay off the beaten path of uh, warp speed development. We're not right on the interstate, so we've kind of, in, in many ways, protected ourselves from that, that growth, maybe even uncontrollable growth. And there's always needs to be a healthy balance of having some growth, you know, going forward. So uh, measured, controlled, e- exactly. Okay. And uh, so that's you know, as a stakeholder, a business owner here, you know, you're always interested in seeing future growth. And we uh, have had a great chamber, and and uh, we have uh, great people, business leaders in this community who have, have made a big difference and have led well for a number of years. And uh, I think we're in a, uh, an important transitional period now uh with where we are with our chamber and with uh, missy kendrick who's just come on board as the development authority uh, director and she's wonderful i'm getting to know her and um so rome needs to continue to grow and uh as the business leaders come together and help formulate that strategical plan it'll be interesting to see uh how that gets carried forward um from your perspective with with various properties do you find yourself marketing? Do you market the individual properties, or do you try to just market people to to your website? To that's a great <laughs> question. You know, marketing has changed, as you know very well, with social, social media. media. Yeah. And um, you know, I was before we started, I was telling you how I try to read newspapers every day, and I'm I'm the dinosaur doing that. You know, most. Uh, most people now are on their social media. They pull it out. That's how they get their news every day. And uh, I'm kind of new to podcasts, as we were talking about earlier. So, And now you're a star of one. No, <laughs> I don't know about that, but glad to be on one with you but, and learn about it. Uh, but, you know, it, it's it's evolved. And uh, as a result, our our marketing plan and, and our advertising has, has had to change with it. You know, you change with the times or you get left behind. And um, we uh, have definitely changed the way that we approach our marketing with our apartments per se. Um, our our advertising dollars are primarily invested in a website called apartments.com. Okay. That you'd be real familiar with. Sure. Okay. I mean, it's, it's national. It's well advertised. Uh, that company has acquired a lot of uh, other companies that are real estate related that they have links to. And so when you go on apartments.com, you may be hitting 10 other links or websites that all kind of come together. And uh, people now shop with their phone. And that, that when they want to go find an apartment, they get their phone out and they put, they either go into apartments.com or Truella or whatever, and they, they uh, will put Rome, Georgia apartments and there it pops up and then they're shopping. And they're looking at rates, they're looking at amenities, they're looking at the properties with pictures. And so uh, that has really been our primary source of advertising. I'd say just over the last three to five years, that's evolved. And uh, so other forms of social media, uh, whether it's uh, being on uh, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, and, you know, we're we're participating in in all those spaces now. And uh, it's sad to say we still do uh, newspaper advertising, but it's, it's not what it was. But now, you know, even the Rome News Tribune has a great website, and they have advertisers on their website, and uh, it's it's a great way to to spread the word on a uh, a property. So, 
you know, our approach to how we market our properties is really uh, through apartments.com and, and how we tell the story for each one of our properties that are listed on that. Well, that is interesting that um, you ultimately have to put your stuff on, on, on another website because it's kind of become the, the meeting place, for lack of a better word. Now, your website is Charles, Willis, Charles Williams Real Estate Investment Corporation. So your website is CWREIC.com. Yes, CWREIC.com. We and, like that acronym because, you know, Real Estate Investment Corporation is just too much to say. So we, <laughs> we like REIC. CWREIC.com. And uh, so on your website, it, it lists all your properties and, and things like that. Let's circle back to, back around to Winthrop Memory Care. What, what is the process that families might need to know to, to reach out, to connect, to find out more? Right. So we've got a great team there um, led by Executive Director Shane Rayberg. Um, Shane has uh, been in this community for a number of years, and his wife's name is Nicole and uh, she she works uh, locally. She's a dermatologist and uh, works with a dermatologist and uh, great, great people. Uh, Shane is the one that you would contact at 706-236-2500 would be how to get in touch with Shane. And Shane would love to give you a tour. Uh, we we uh, love to give a lunch and a tour. So if you, you want to come and dine with us, uh, he'll show you the, the new memory care. And uh, we'd love to see you. Shane would love to see you. We also have a great staff there. We have an RN uh, on our staff. Tammy is wonderful. You'll get to meet Tammy. And we have an activity. We have two activity directors. Uh, We just have a great staff, and they're very loving, and they do feel called uh, to that to that business. Anything else in the pipeline that you can that you can share that you guys are working on over at cwreic.com? Yes, we uh, we're looking and have been. Uh, since River Point at some other uh, upscale uh, luxury apartment deals uh, in, in markets that are close by. And uh, it's been tough. It's, it's a tough environment now to, uh, to make the numbers work, to be feasible. Um, costs have gone way up. Material costs have really skyrocketed as a result of a, a really good economy. Uh, labor costs have gone way up. And so, frankly, it's it's hard to uh, make the numbers work. Um, but we continue to, to look at opportunities, and uh, we we continue to to work on certain projects. Uh, we're we're in the middle of one right now, um, and and a lot of times, in order to for it to be feasible, you have to get a I would call it a subsidy layer like a TAD. We're seeing a lot of that, not just from our standpoint, but if you look into Atlanta. And you look at some of the big mixed-use projects. I read about one this morning. So, you know, hundred to two hundred million dollar mixed-use project on the Beltline. Well, they were trying to get a tad, mm. and they were they. Uh, a lot of people, the average person, does not understand um, the value of a tad to a developer, and their position would be: Well, you got a um, successful developer trying to get more, and the reality is the project is not going to happen. It won't get on the ground. It won't help other people. It won't help the economy unless you have a, a good private-public uh, partnership. And so in our case, uh, the city and the county were very gracious to us to allow us to do a TAD at River Point. And without that, that project wouldn't have happened. It, it wouldn't have been feasible to do because our cost to construct that is no different from what it would have cost in, in Buckhead in Atlanta. 
but our rent differential is significant. Sure. So we can't charge the same thing they charge in Bucket in Rome, Georgia. Right. So we had to have a a creative package, a way of, of uh, getting the deal done. And without that tad, it, it wouldn't have happened. Well, it sounds like, um, I mean, you know, every in and out. <laughs> no, <laughs> just, no. It's just uh, uh, obviously a, a uh, incredible career and learning from your father and then no. doing it yourself. Any of your children, anybody in the pipeline? They have, they have the itch. <laughs> I have a, a daughter that's in advertising in Atlanta. And doing a great job with that. She's recently married. And then um, uh, Chaz, my, my middle, is um, a CPA and working with Deloitte. And his uh, concentration has been real estate companies. He's uh, done some work with Cousins and Columbia and some other large companies, much larger than, than we are. Uh, so he's getting some great experience. I don't know what the future holds uh, there. But uh, he's he's uh, he's talented and, and doing a great job. And then... Uh, our last is is heading to UGA, so we're we're very excited about we, that. What does he does he know what he wants to do yet? I think he likes uh, the law, and uh, but also he he's interested in business. So uh, we'll see. Business is good. Well, I'm very thankful. You know, this is a week of Thanksgiving, so I'm I'm uh, thankful to have an opportunity to be with you and. Uh, thankful for our uh, great community and how they've supported our businesses here for a number of years and uh, um, feel very blessed. Uh, and uh, we uh, just want to be able to give back, you know, to our community and, and uh, be generous with, with how we've been blessed. Well, I appreciate your time, Charlie. Um, it's been great catching up a little bit. Uh, you know, we went to high school way back when, and I, I haven't lived in Rome all these years, um, but I'm back quite often now, and it's uh, it's good to see old faces and familiar people that I'm reconnecting with. So I was excited when I, I saw that you had been booked to do the show. I thought, I know him. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you, we're glad, one, we're glad to have you back home, and uh, I need to, to tell you that uh, I've watched you many times on TV on 11 Alive. <laughs> Years and, ago, yes. And we've been very proud of you because we claim you as a, a hometown boy and a hero, <laughs> a legend in Atlanta on 11 Alive. <laughs> Just and, because um, I used to voice over Braves highlights <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we watched you, and we we're real, very proud of your career. Roger, and uh, it's, it's good to have you back in Rome. Well, thank you, Charlie. I appreciate it. You, uh, you're far too kind for somebody who filled in on the anchor desk occasionally way back when. Uh, but, yeah, when it was funny. When I was 14 here, um, I was going to win the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> and then I realized that wasn't going to happen. So I thought, maybe I'll just do TV sports for a while. But for me, that has morphed into a production company of doing television content in Atlanta and now podcast content in Rome and right. the, the businessman in me is kicked in. So anyway, thank you very much for your kind right. words. Thank you for coming by uh, again. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. You've been listening to uh, Rome business radio. We celebrate the business community of Rome and Northwest Georgia. Thanks for listening. And we will catch you next time. <laughs>